0: luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQIA storytelling night I host and program in Sydney and Melbourne. Next up, Alex Ward is a Melbourne-based stand-up comedian and is currently achieving her lifelong dream of being brave enough to live outside her home state of Queensland. Despite her departure from the Sunshine State, she performed this piece at Brisbane Comedy Festival. When not performing stand-up, Alex writes for Network 10's The Project and can be heard on Triple J, ABC and Joy FM. Hello.
0: I'm back. All right. So since this is my return to Brisbane, I thought I would uh, respect my family, and I wrote a story about them. So every year, my family and I go on a holiday to Yamba. Yamba is a small fishing town, and one of the I'm a Yamba fan in the house. No, that's just my mum. Anyway. It's one of the few coastal areas that doesn't get overly busy even during the peak season. I truly believe my parents like Yamba because they don't have to fight for my brothers or my attention there, as there is literally no one else there. (laughs) Last week I told my mum I was writing a piece for queer stories and she said, you're not going to mention Yamba, are you? She goes, you'll wreck the low rental prices. I said, "Uh, no. Uh, but also, most people will listen online, Mum, to the, to the podcast. And I said, they're not going to be near Yamba. She said, well, some of them may be in Sydney, and from there it's only a seven-hour drive. <laughs> only, yeah. So I went to Yamba. Mum doesn't want me to give away where it is, but I'll give you a hint. It's in New South Wales. Um, I'll give you another hint. Latitude, negative <laughs> 29 degrees, 25 minutes, 29.55 seconds and longitude, 153 degrees, 20 minutes, and 59.99 seconds. When I arrived at the accommodation, my mum said I could take any room I want. I took the one furthest from the rest, an unsuccessful first attempt to spend time with the family. It was a few hours into the day when I asked my mum when my brothers would be arriving. She said, oh, I thought you knew. They're not coming. She goes, they couldn't get the same time off as you. They're going to be here after you go. She goes, worked out for the best, really, because now we have you all to ourselves. (laughs) She goes, hee-hee. I was like, hee-hee. I uh, I get along with my parents, but the idea of being alone with them in a small fishing town for almost two weeks was a little overwhelming. I I tried to remain calm and went to hyperventilate on the balcony. While outside, I noticed there was an awning, but it was, like, retracted. And uh, it appeared to be electrically operated, and I found this switch inside the door, right? So I I clicked the switch, but nothing happened. 0.06 seconds later, my mum popped her head out of the kitchen. She goes, it's broken. (laughs) I said, I reckon there's a remote for it somewhere. Having heard the word remote, my stepdad's dad instincts went into overdrive, and he came out of his bedroom and said, doubt it. I said, surely. My stepdad went, Alex, we tried the switch. I said, but that seems like a main on button. I feel like there's a remote somewhere. And mum said, we've been here a week longer than you, Alex, there's no remote. The awning is broken. You just got here. We've been trying it. We've been here way longer than you. Stop messing everything up. You're moving everything around. Stop trying. It's broken. (laughs) I said, all right, I still reckon it works. Mum. We bought you beers, how many do you want in the fridge?" I said five, because you can't say six. So I began the task that would keep me sane for the next two weeks, the search for the remote. Every time they left the house, I would be looking for that remote. (laughs) Unfortunately there is nowhere to go in Yamba, so they rarely left the house, and we spent most of our time just sitting in the lounge, like, talking. On day three, we ran out of conversation. Uh, That didn't mean we stopped talking. That just meant that we stopped talking about me and particularly my childhood. So something that came up was that I wasn't very fond of my stepdad when I was growing up. Like, he's a great guy, but I was 10 years old and I didn't really see how he fit into my life. And something I would do to challenge them on their relationship, my mum and my stepdad, is I would ask my mum difficult questions, especially when she'd come to tuck me in at night. So, like, she'd walk into the room, you know, just say goodnight, and I'd be there under the covers. I'd just say, hey, Mum, uh, before you go, who would you save if the house caught on fire? <laughs> me or Jerry? My stepdad. But to my mum's credit, she always just said me. But when we were in Yamber and we were talking about this, right, my stepdad was sitting on the couch and he sort of perked up. And he says to my mum, you said you'd never pick. And my first thought was, like, I guess she told him about this, but then I also thought, did he used to do this to her as well? (laughs) Like, would she walk into their bedroom and he'd just be sitting under the blankets, just like, hey, Liz? If I set the house on fire, who would you save? You know, I feel bad for Jerry looking back now because he was a bachelor with no children and then six months after meeting my mum, he lived with three kids under 13. Like, that is insane to me. I remember overhearing mum on the phone once and she said, I feel like this will really mature him. She was talking to a friend. She said, I feel he'll really rise to the occasion. Nah, he really dropped. Like, he dropped to our level. He didn't resist the children. He joined us. Like, he would argue the most about not doing chores, but because, like, he had no kids, he had no idea that our arguments weren't valid, he'd just be like, do the washing up, Alex. I'd be like, I'm not doing it, you do it. He'd be like, oh, I don't want to do it. I was like, I don't want to do it either, you do it. He'd be like, no, you do it. And I'd be like, well, Mum said she doesn't love you anymore if you don't do it. <laughs> He's like, when would she say that? I'm like, ah, uh, when she was tucking me in. He's like, shit, she never lies then. But I, um, I think Jerry and I did bond. I think we bonded over the fact that neither he and I cared that my two brothers would have perished in that house fire. LAUGHTER um, One day I decided I wanted to call him Dad. Like he'd become a bit of a father figure and I was like, maybe he's too afraid to ask and he wants it. I was like, we've both matured a lot, it's time. And I like got all amped up and I walked into the kitchen and I said, you know what, Dad, I'll do the washing up tonight. But then he just ran to his bedroom, slammed the door and said, you're not my real daughter. (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) On day six, I noticed Mum's bedside table drawers were jammed. Before I could investigate further, Mum entered the room, white wine in hand, and she announced, you know, I always thought I could be gay if I wasn't into men. <laughs> Thanks for your bravery, Mother. So brave of you to say. She then just shut her eyes and just stood there. I was like, oh, God, she's probably thinking, yeah, yeah, it would have made a beautiful lesbian if it wasn't for all those pesky men getting in the way with their strong arms and their broad shoulders and broad balls what women want, right? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't think she tried very hard to be a lesbian. Like, for example, her keys aren't even on a carabiner. Um, <laughs> why are lesbians always trying to give the impression they've just abseiled into the building? You know what I mean? I think they're just trying to say, if you need me to go down, I can do it swiftly and safely. <laughs> Day nine, Mum. You know, Alex, the worst part about menopause is the loss of libido. Well, what do you have to say about that? I just looked across at my stepdad at the dinner table and I said, sorry, man. (laughs) Day 12, the best day of the trip. The day I was waiting for Jerry and mum to get home, sitting under the outstretched awning, remote in hand. (laughs) I had found, I had found the remote and it was jammed in that bedside table behind the drawers and I sat there so smugly, just like reveling in the moment. I thought, take that, you lovely, generous, but wrong, parents who (laughs) paid for my trip here. (laughs) When they arrived home, they both stood open-mouthed for about a minute and then Jerry said, was it you or your mother who said there'd be a remote? Mum said, oh, well, it's meant to be cloudy the rest of the week anyway, so we're not going to use it. (sighs) She said, now, how many beers do you want in the fridge? I said six. She said, don't be silly, and she put in five.
1: Thanks for listening. For tickets and dates, follow Queer Stories on Facebook. And for late-night ramblings and pictures of my dog, Frank, follow Maeve Marsden on Twitter. For discount tickets to my shows, as well as other perks, become a supporter of my work on crowdfunding platform Patreon for as little as $4 per month. Check out Mavemasden.com for more information. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50